live and pre-recorded. This is the Red Ticket Blues Podcast. I am Brian Buckley. This is being recorded on April 15th, 2019. How the hell are we doing, huh? Missed a week. I'll get into that in a second. You can follow me on Twitter at BrianBuck13 and at Red Ticket Blues. Listen to the show, iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, YouTube, Podbean, everywhere you want to hear things, I'm there. My voice is there. It's projecting. Lots of idiocy. It's there. So, obviously... How the hell are you? How's it going? How's everybody doing, huh? Here we are, tax day, huh? Do you get your taxes in, huh? Do you get your check already, huh? Yeah? Like I said on Twitter, I wait till the last minute when I owe now, which seems to be a thing that I'm not happy about. But, uh, as if, you know, the IRS is going to call me and be like, congratulations, Mr. Buckley, we have some wonderful news for you. Uh, you, you don't owe the money you did. In fact, we're giving you more money. Yeah, so, I waited till yesterday to pay the feds. So I, again, I don't know why I, did. I knew long ago, but... Speaking of scams, and I, I, that, that's not actually a scam, but uh, just federal agencies, I guess. So somebody called me the other day. I've never had this one before. I usually get the the bullshit about the uh, um, you know student loans or you know, car warranty uh, extension, whatever. Uh, so I got this one from Social Security, and they're like, uh, "Please stand by." It was like a robocall. Please stand by. Your Social Security number has been been flagged by local law enforcement agency. Please contact the Social Security Administration. And I'm kind of like, all right, well, this is obviously a scam, but I want to play with it a little bit because you never know. It could be real because it wasn't actually a person saying it, but they said, please call this number. And it's a number that's calling you. All right. So obviously they got a robo thing going on. So I call up and I'm just like, and it sounds like there's a thousand people in the background. Like it's a scene where people are running from desk to desk. Cigarette smoke is everywhere. That's just the idea that I'm getting. And just people are just worked to the death. It's just, it seems like a terrible environment to be in at any costs. But they're just like, yeah, yeah, social security. I'm just like, yeah, I was told to call this number. And they're just like, oh yeah, uh, Brian, right? And they're obviously, as I can, as I see as the conversation's going on, they're getting all this information from these stupid websites that have everything about you. And they're hoping I'll be a moron and give them my social security number so they can match it and steal my identity. I'm much too smart for them. That's right. You see, Brian, most people would just not call the people back. You're calling them back acting as if you're really smart. Well, I live in the world of social media where you have to prove yourself and how wonderful you are. So case in point, continue. So I'm just like, uh, yeah, Brian. And uh, they're like, okay. And they give my address. And they're like, is that right? And I'm like, I'm not confirming that. And they're like, okay, well, your social security number has been flagged by law enforcement. It's a very serious uh, you know, issue. And I was like, all right. Um, don't you guys normally send stuff in the mail about this? And they're like, sir, this is a very, very serious uh, you know, incident happening right now. Uh, I hope you understand that. And I was like, you didn't hear what I just said. I said, don't you normally send stuff in the mail for this? And again, he just repeats the same line. I'm like, this is a scam. You're screwing me over. This is a scam. And he goes, oh, you think it's a scam? Wait till you see what happens. And then hangs up. I was like, is it normal for the social security office to like threaten me with some sort of... <laughs> Anyways, I was not planning on telling that story. It just kind of came out and probably a lot of people are... A lot of you are thinking, why did I have to listen to that? Anyways, so last week, obviously, there was no podcast. I was meaning to do it in the beginning of the week, and all of a sudden, I just started feeling really tired and really crappy. And then by the end of the week, I started feeling sick. And, you know, beautiful timing. I hit the weekend, and I'm sick. I'm sorry if I'm going to be doing that. I'm trying not to. Hopefully, my voice doesn't sound terrible. But, you know, I was going to do one last week, but, I mean, do you really want to hear this? Uh, let me whine about how sick I am. Uh, uh, I'm not feeling well. No, that's not aesthetically pleasing to, to the, uh, I was going to say olfactory senses, but no, to the ears either, whatever the scientific name for that is. 
But, you know, my luck. You know, it happens on the weekend. Don't you hate when people say that? My luck. It's like, did you grow up on the streets of Bombay or like a leper or something? Like, did you... <laughs> Well, you know, my luck. I mean, can you believe it? It's like you live a pretty charmed life. I mean, did you? Were you born in a concentration camp? Did you have cancer as a child? Shut up with your luck. Next time somebody says that, just be like, "Do you know how goddamn privileged you are?" And then end it there and make them feel bad because that's what we do. Anyways, so the last time I talked to you, I was on a, getting ready to go on a plane to go to New York City, go to my uh, brother's wedding. Everything was wonderful. Got to see the family, everything. My parents said I swear too much on the podcast, which is probably true. I don't try to do it. It's not like I'm like, oh, look at me. I got a podcast. I can use a patty mouth. It just sort of comes out sometimes. But they are correct in that sense. I, I think sometimes I probably do swear too much too much on the show, which is kind of like what I thought SiriusXM would be like when it first came out. It's like, wow, now Howard Stern can say poop all the time. He can say shit, 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 shit. But uh, I'm going to try to be better about that. All right? Try to be better with that shit. So, but yeah, it was a good time. It was a good time. Uh, the wedding was, uh, you know, it was good. Again, it was good to see everybody. I made a, a speech, obviously, uh, just crowd-pleasing speech. No notes. And then I went around uh, with my victory lap trying to get everyone to tell me how great the speech was. And I even went up to the people that made other speeches and talked about how I didn't use notes because I'm an ass. Uh, so I'm, they, 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 uh, they acknowledged that. And it was a good time, had by all. But overall, very good. Uh, Last-minute trip, got to see the great Simon and Yonkers, threw back some drinks. Uh, I would have liked to have seen other people there, but it was a very quick, quick, quick thing. Uh, and he came to me, too. He, he came basically with... Uh, he, uh, he, 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 was, he traveled very close to me. Um, so it was, it was very easy for me. But uh, it was good, you know? We met in person, talked about Twitter, you know? <laughs> Talk about the podcast, all that shit. Uh, so yeah, it was a good time had by all though. Uh, and you know, just it was, must have been crazy trying to leave the next day after. Um, because after the wedding, I mean, what do you do? Oh, I go to my cousin's place where he's staying, and we stay up to you know two, three in the morning just drinking. So I mean, but that's what you do though, right? But uh, then the next day we get on the plane, and I, I've said it a million times. You know, I get on the plane, and you know, you get that turbulence, and I'm just like. I made the choice to be on this airplane. I paid my fare. I know the risks that come with being on an airplane. It could crash. There could be terrorists. It could be anything, you know? This turbulence for about probably the entire state of Iowa and a little bit of Nebraska was ungodly. It was like silent on the plane because this was so violent and it went on for a good hour, hour and a half. It was awful. It was I was thinking about the news that's going to break when they're just like, so a JetBlue plane from uh, JFK to, to where'd I go? Oakland. JFK to Oakland went down. Boy, we're looking at, there are 150 souls on there. We're still looking for survivors. Looks like, doesn't look like there's any though. And then my parents getting the news, they probably would cheer. Um, and just anyone that knew me just being like, oh my God, Brian was on that plane. Oh God. Oh, well, life goes on, right? <sighs> Did somebody retweet me? But that that was that was rough. I was grabbing the, the 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 what do you call that? The table in front of me. What do you call that? The tray tray the rest tray rest rest tray. Uh, and I was just gripping it for dear life. It was it was brutal. It was. And then because I'm so sick and neurotic, as we're like, <laughs> this is this is how crazy I am. As we're like the 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 uh, turbulence is starting to subside. It's not over with though yet. I'm going on YouTube looking up videos of people on plane with turbulence. Like, what is wrong with me? 
and I'm looking up videos of what it looks like in the cockpit because I thought that would kind of like alleviate my nerves. This was the kind of turbulence though where the where the pilot's like, uh, everyone get your seats now, uh, flight attendants suspend service and they like run. And I'm just like, oh God, uh, uh, oh God. But then I was reading actually, turbulence, it's almost impossible for a plane to crash in that way. It's going to be rough. It's not going to be pleasant. But it's almost as long as the air, the the pilot knows what they're doing, the turbulence could be terrible. But it's still it's it's going to be fine. So there you go. Remember that next time. And then I'll have to look. You know, when the wing falls off, I'll, I'll look that up on YouTube too. So plane wing falls off. Oh, okay, all right. There I go as I plummet down to my death on the earth. But anyways, uh, yeah. So uh, what was I going to say? What the hell was I going to say? Yeah, so I got back from that, and, you know, the whole week was kind of eh, 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 and then just haven't been, haven't been right. So, yeah, with my luck, didn't even drink. I, and I spent all of yesterday making beer, making beer, and, uh, you know, I didn't drink anything. They're like, what, what kind of cruel and unusual punishment is that? That's a lie. I went to the, I went, I went to the gas station, bought a beer, just because I had to. But anyways, we got that going. So anyways, enough is enough of, uh, you know, my weekend and the reason I didn't provide a podcast for you. And I'm not going to put music in the back of this, uh, this, the podcast anymore. You know, I was listening to the, uh, Minifan show, which as you can tell, I have sort of a obsessive personality, Mike Francesa, who we'll get to, who, remember when I said we weren't going to talk about him anymore? Oh my God, we're going to talk about him. And, uh, Kirk Menahan, who has just kind of fallen off the face of the earth. He's, uh, you know, they took him off the Dennis and Callahan show, or Dennis and Callahan, Kirk and Callahan show. And now he is, uh, you know, just sort of in, in this, in this purgatory of just doing podcasts, which are nice, but you know, I don't want to listen to these, these podcasts. I mean, there's just random people like Alan Dershowitz, his son, uh, someone from WEI, you know, just all the uh, just strange, strange, strange stuff that I, I don't. I mean, it's good, but it's it's not it's not what I want to listen to. But anyways, they have a podcast dedicated to uh, just him called the Minifan Show, and you know they mentioned my podcast in it, and I think that's because I shamelessly self promoted in one of the reviews on iTunes, so I actually talked to the guy in DM. But he made this comment, and uh, I'll play it for you here. I, I I'm, I'm rethinking uh, putting songs here, so I knew I was playing with fire anyways. But hearing someone else say it, well, eh, here right here. Got any other like? Yeah. So who's that guy that who's that guy the red ticket blues guy how does he get away with using all these songs in his podcast I think he's just waiting to get sued okay <laughs> right. i guess so yeah so i don't want to do that and, and again i knew i was playing with fire and at the same time i know you know all these record companies not scouring you know my podcast looking for something like i got him he used the beastie boys song oh boy we're taking you to court big time thanks for the great aldo greco though for uh pointing that out to me Be like hey did you hear that on the podcast because i listen to the podcast occasionally and uh yeah so i'm sorry we're not gonna you're not gonna get to hear your favorite songs at the end of it i'm just gonna get some nice royalty free no copyright music at the end of podcast now so that's gonna be the norm all right and if uh you know bmg or island record or anyone wants to come after me, then obviously they'll give a cease and desist, and then I will have to edit every single podcast and take uh, that out and then repost it. And then hopefully it doesn't come to that and we can just move on. Uh, so, anyways, 11 minutes of just nonsense babbling. Nonsense babbling? Anyways, where do we start with this? Where do we start? Let's start, uh, let's start with the Yankees. That's where we start a lot of times. So, you know, uh, we, we've gone through this, this psychotic Twitter. Last time I talked about it, it's psychotic Yankee Twitter who thinks the season's over three games into the season. And, you know, any, we're reevaluating the season every half inning. You know, if someone strikes out or someone hits a home run, we completely change how we feel. It's April 15th. We are in the middle of April and I'm not happy with the team. All right. I'm not happy. However, 
You have a bevy of players on the injured list. That's not an excuse because they have been playing crappy teams. The Yankees are six and nine, always nine, and the Red Sox are six and eleven. Now, why am I bringing up the Red Sox? Obviously, it's a stupid question. I don't have to ask myself hypothetically. No one believes in Baltimore, even though they're one game ahead. Well, they're tied with the Yankees. They're seven and ten. Tampa Bay twelve and four, becoming slightly worrisome. Now we're out, they're off to a hot start. They won ninety games last year, and Toronto's in the basement where they belong. So the Yankees take on the Red Sox tomorrow, the, uh, you know, licking their wounds as they go into a two-game midweek series, which I don't think I get to see. No, do I get to see tomorrow? Yes, I do get to see tomorrow. Then I got something on the other day, right? This is so, so, 417. Yeah, it's Wednesday. All right, so I get to see tomorrow. Anyways, um, what was I talking about? It's not fun to watch. It's not a fun team. It's a boring team. You know, they actually put together some runs yesterday doing some small ball, which or was that was that Saturday, which is wonderful. But this team continues to get hurt. Uh, you have Severino out till God knows when. You got Batances out till God knows when. Hicks is just hanging out. You know, he said he was in New York to do his taxes. He, he doesn't know when he's going to be doing things. They've removed Jacoby Ellsbury's locker from the locker room, which basically means he's going to die soon, I would assume. Uh, and, and, and who else? Didi, who knows when he's coming? I mean, all of these Stanton, this team stinks. They're not good. Like the team, the product that's being put up. That's what another thing I don't understand though. People are like, oh my God, look at this lineup. You know, I, I made a comment. It's like, hey, looking weak, but like, oh my God, Boone, can you put together a more pathetic lineup? It's like, guys, c- come on. Let's, let's, let's try to put it in perspective here. Boone is a, that's another thing, Boone. People want, I was talking with the great Simon Yonkers. You know, the, the the manager that you want, the one that kicks dirt and spits tobacco and goes with his hunch and, you know, I remember when we were playing in a double A game back in Greensboro in 54, like those guys don't exist anymore. Like you're not getting that. Everyone uses analytics, some more than others. I get it. You want, you, you want Aaron Boone to be this grizzly old vet who's, who's, who's gonna, who's gonna really mix it up with the umps and yeah, and get in a player's face, you know, like he's Billy Martin or Reggie Jackson. He's not that kind of guy. He's not that kind of guy. But as time goes on, I will say this. Can, can Aaron Boone show a heartbeat? Can he show a pulse? I'm not asking for him to be Earl Weaver and, you know, try to fight umpires or, or whatever the case may be, push people like he's Pete Rose. But like, can you show that you're a little ticked off? And I don't even mean calling people out, but this happy, happy pom-pom waving garbage is, it's, it's phony. It's false. It's, it's patronizing. You know, after you lose a game against a really shitty team, you shouldn't be sitting there going, listen, you know, we're right there. You know, I mean, I feel like we're really about to turn. And that's, that's the thing. Turn the corner, turn the corner. I think I feel like we're right there. You know, I mean, we just hit some, some really good, you know, contact with the bat and, you know. I understand you got to be positive. You can't be like the, the the psychopaths on Twitter, just like, oh my God, get rid of him, send him back down. But can you show a little bit of displeasure? Just a little bit, like, listen, we got to step up. Guys need to step up in here. You know, they're, they're, we need we're really failing with big at bats. This team's too talented to to, to not overcome this. I, I know this team can do it, and they really got to start. But they really got to start putting it on the field. You know, I, I'm I'm tired of maybe not even tired. That that may be a little aggressive on April fifteenth. Let me retract that. Say. I know this team's capable of a lot more. We got to get some big hits at the right times. I'm confident we'll do it, but I mean, uh, we really, really got to, you know, you know, start putting this into action right now. Is there anything wrong with that? It's just like, hey, we're right there. We're right there. Stop it. 
Jeez, man. And these are against the bad teams. That's the other thing that's so frustrating. If, the, if we start off this week, oh God, I just said we. If the Yankees started off the season against, you know, Red Sox, Houston, uh, Dodgers, uh, whoever, you know, just all the great best teams in a row and they lost, that's fine. You know, I, I, I get it. But these are the bad teams. Come on. And then there's anything more frustrating than that Houston series? They were in every single game. Every single game they had a lead, I believe. But they, I don't know if they had a lead in every game, but they were in every single game. It's unacceptable. It's unacceptable. And Gary Sa- Gary Sanchez, you know, obviously he's injured right now, but he defines this season. When he's on, he's on. He, he's hitting. He At one point, he was leading the league in home runs. And then the other point, he's getting picked off a third. And he's picked off a second. Like, get your head out of your ass, man. Like, you can't, like, you can't have, there's no confidence in this team. This is how bad things are. J.A. Happ, another guy, another underachiever, which, granted, I was whining about him on Twitter and I forgot, he did actually pitch very well in the regular season last year, 7-0, and uh, when the Yankees acquired him. I, I think I'm just blinded by that playoff performance, which was god-awful. It, it, I was going to say it's worse than David Wells in that at Game 2 of the World Series, but he left out of an injury just because he's unconditioned fat. He's unconditioned fat. You're missing words. There's connector words, Brian. You're not You're not uh, just pronouncing. Sometimes my brain moves way faster than my mouth. Um, what was I already lost? Jay Happ. This this is how boring and sh- you know struggling for, for positivity and joy this season is right now. You know, CeCe Sabathia came back from his first start. Uh, came back from me. No, he, he pitched his first start. He did well. He did great. And they're interviewing him in the in the in the locker room after the game. And Jay Happ had like a, I don't know, a Red Bull. I, it, it depends on what media member. He had some sort of object in his hand to to replicate a uh, a microphone. It was shampoo bottle, Red Bull. Who knows? Who cares? It, it, that's the main point. Who cares? And he said. Oh, oh, excuse me, as they're asking him questions. And CeCe laughed and laughed because it was J.A. Happ. He's a baseball player. He's not a reporter. He doesn't ask questions. So he said, hey, CeCe, uh, you know, how, uh, how, how how's it feel, um, uh, you know, coming back for uh, being gone for this long and then really painting the corners? And the media thought that was the most hysterical thing that has ever happened since Adam and Eve. It was, which I don't really think that was that hysterical of an event. I'm just trying to, historical purposes. I don't know if Adam was that funny. I mean, the snake, the apple, all that. The serpent. Uh, but we, everyone thought that was so funny. That's where we are. J.A. Happ pretending to be a reporter is hysterical. You know, Brent and then Chappy closing it out, so it was good. Oh, God. Stop. Stop. Jeez. That wasn't even that funny. And the entire media was out of their minds about it. Like, that's got to be something when you're working in the media that, you, that whatever these guys do is so angelic, so important, so funny. Imagine when they actually do things of substance, how they want their ass kissed. I mean, these guys are still talking about this shit days afterwards. It's just like, that's how bad the season is. And I guess the other fun, the other funny part, which I, I admit actually was funny, was that guy, the guy they called up Joe Harvey, his dad, who was bombed. You know, they like to do those. And he hit Meredith Morakovitz on the ass, too, by the way. Uh, let's not forget that part. She tried to play it off like, oh, yeah, good, good to see you. And he was just like, hey, good game there, coach. Coach? Um, 
Let me see if I can find that clip here. Let's see. It's just really the ultimate uh, of the baseball. Yeah, for the baseball. As far as we're concerned. I said to my wife this morning, this kid was seven years old. I, I, I've seen him pitch. He's got a little bit of something on his fastball. And through the years, but through Little League and just baseball. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't think I could, could hear it any better, Mr. Harvey. Baseball. You're right. So those are the two things that have been – that was actually funny. But the other thing, J.A. Happ, again, th- that's the positives of this year. That's that, that's really it. I do actually like a little bit of judge, you know, kind of being like, yeah, I'm not happy with losing these games. And just because, you know, you say it's early doesn't mean you don't care about the games in April. So can we stop this stupid online, you know, insinuation, oh, the games don't matter? Of course they matter. But, but I mean, again, you're going to go crazy in the beginning of a, of a season. There's 162 games played. Use your head. I just don't understand this, this, this. Not to get all crazy again with the psychotic Yankee Twitter, but I mean, this doesn't seem healthy if you want to do this sort of thing. Why would you do this? If you hate it so much, why do you do it? And, uh, it got me. It reminds me of like Randy Quaid in uh, Major League Two. That's how some of these people are. Anyway, so I guess you can only hope for uh, better things, but I only look at the Yankees and Red Sox in this division. Now, I know, I know, Tampa Bay is still there, but the Red Sox lost again today. Um, yeah, so on, uh, and giving up giving up big hits to Chris Davis. So, I mean, three hits, four RBIs today for Chris Davis, a guy who couldn't, couldn't get a hit for... And I love how people like to say, he hasn't got a hit in 260... Yeah, well, they haven't played in, like, you know, months before this. It's such a weak argument. Oh, actually, no, he got a hit on January 7th. Anyways, uh, anything else going on in baseball? Uh, I'll, I'll say this, you know, and, and, and mention Simon and Yonkers again. This Peter Alonzo thing, he said I'm completely wrong on it. And uh, I will say this. I am like Hitler in the bunker here. I'm not looking good, but I'm sticking to my guns. <laughs> I'm still sticking with it, even with the walls closing in around me as Peter Alonzo continues to dominate Major League Baseball and uh, just be an amazing player. Uh, I'm still sticking to my guns. I am being that, uh, you know, I'm going to have my people around me. Where's Ava? And, uh, you know, whatever happens, happens. But uh, I'm going down with the ship, as they say. I'm going down with the ship. So, oh, man. Yeah, not much I can do. I, you can't you can't walk that one back. You can't just be like, well, maybe I was. No, no, no. I, I can admit when I'm wrong sometimes. This is not it. I'm going down. Going down with it all. Uh, what else are we talking about here? 22 minutes in. So how's everybody doing, by the way, huh? I enjoyed the weather when I was, uh, actually, I got in on a Friday, and it was absolutely disgusting, and I said, this is why I hate, uh, excuse me, New York I'm referring to, I said, this is why I hate this, I'm glad I left, thank the thank the Lord, thank God, and then the next day was beautiful, we were in shorts and a t-shirt, it was amazing. Where the hell did all my topics go? Okay, hold on, we gotta pause this, this is gonna be an issue. There we go, jeez, you know, what the hell was I gonna talk about here? Uh, did that, did that, did that. Uh, yeah, so Francesca's actually, uh, been a... No, we'll get to that later. I'm not gonna jump into that now. Uh, let's see. Speaking of baseball, Andrew Hernandez is about to unleash a, a just a cornucopia of documents of why that he's been, he's been wronged and, you know, for all these promotional things as an MLB umpire is that they're not allowing... I'll say this, you know, that they're not allowing minorities to play a bigger part. Uh, you don't see a lot of them. Now, the problem with him is... He stinks. He's from all races. Everyone under the rainbow says he's a terrible umpire, and they're vocal about it. So he doesn't have much of a case there. That's, that's kind of – talk about a losing battle. I mean, my case with Peter Alonso is better than his. Uh, but 
if he does say something about, you know, other minorities, perhaps, because if you look around the uh, umpires, it is, it is a pretty pale bunch in MLB. And, you know, it's not always the most uh, pale makeup of, uh, of, <laughs> of players. Now... Do I know that minorities are being shut out out of umpire school? I don't. I don't. Maybe they're the only ones applying. I don't. I don't have the answers here. But that's uh, it's going to be for, on a personal level though. Mr. Hernandez is going to have a very difficult. Uh, all you need is quotes from CC Sabathia and other players to say how awful he is. I believe. I believe he said. Uh, I believe CC said he's fucking awful. I think. I think that might be a direct quote, perhaps. Uh, let's see. Yeah. Uh, the other thing that, because I, I, I've talked about this in the past here, the speakers are listening to us. I know this is not, that was not a seamless transition whatsoever, but the speakers are listening to us. And what I mean by speakers, I, I'm fully confident our cell phones are listening to us, which that has been known, but I feel like they're listening more so. And Amazon and, and, and uh, Apple and all the Google and all that crap, all of their home activation devices revealed today that, yes, it's not just, they're not just picking up words to store, because that, that was the BS from Apple. It says, oh yeah, Siri just picks up certain words and then they use it for advertising purposes. No, 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 no. That's a lie. That's a lie. We saw you in the green room hooking up with her. That's a lie. No, Amazon says they have people employed to listen to your conversations. There are morons. Well, I don't know if they're morons, but there are simpletons. They might not be simpletons. They have people that sound like a really crappy job listening to your conversations. Again, sitting in there as if they're like decoding things, you know, the, the Nazis, you know, the, whatever. I'm just imagining like a small solitary light and lots of cigarette smoke and people listening through only one headphone. That That's the way I always think of these things. And it's just some sort of, you know, tra whatever, you know, but, uh, that was terrible. That wasn't even, that wasn't even English. Jesus. So I, I remember when I first got my Amazon, uh, echo, I was so excited. And then once I heard about it, I stopped and now it just sits in a drawer and all those people, my father's one of them. If he's listening to this, you're one of them. And he's probably saying, well, who cares? Well, let me go for it. Alexa, <laughs> turn off this podcast. So I wanted to bring that up. Just another, uh, I'm starting to get into just, oh God. You know, this is an example I said to my wife the other day. And when I was talking about this exact same story and I'm just like, you think they're listening to us? And yeah, you know, she's, you know, barely paying attention. And she's just like, yeah, probably. And I was just like, well, I want to join ISIS. And she's like, stop it. I was like, what? I can't say I want to join ISIS. And she's like, that's not funny. And I'm like, do you think about, it? obviously I don't want to join ISIS. There's barely any of it left anyways. But if I did want to join ISIS, I'd call Abu Balak Baghdadi and I will say, I'd like to join ISIS. No, but if, 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 if forget if I wanted to join ISIS, it's not important. What I'm saying is I don't, we're scared about saying what we want in our own home. Big brother is listening. Like that's, that, I mean, that's an extreme level. And of course, it's not like my wife and I, you know, we'll sit here, you know, we're going to start communicating my hand signals in the home. But I'm just saying like, you know, I doubt she would be the only person to say that. I think some people be like, hey, come on, we're talking about recording. Don't say stupid stuff. Don't, don't pledge your allegiance for Osama bin Laden. Ah, the shake. <laughs> Glory be to God. But hey, that, that's, that's where we are right now. That's scary to think like that sometimes. We can't say, hey, they might be listening. They And we're fully, it's not like they're like, hey, it might be bugged. We bought devices knowing that they might be listening and we're putting them in our home and they were saying, hey, watch what you're saying. Those things that I bought, they might be hearing us. It's, it's just like, hey, you brought it. Okay, whatever. People are thinking, now I'm getting to like the, people are thinking I'm crazy part, but you, you know I'm right too, by the way. Uh, let's see. So we had Mr. Tiger Woods yesterday. 
Um, and there's something about Tiger Woods. You know, I talked about the book uh, recently came out called Tiger. Just uh, very, very eloquently known, Tiger. Terrible person. And you know that anyways. Forget just his issues with his wife. Just all around. It's a great book. I recommend it to everyone. Uh, even if I'm not even a golf fan. But I think you would enjoy it. Just knowing about Tiger Woods. Um, and he wins the Masters. And I watched part of it Saturday. You know, here's the thing. Saturday, as I'm still kind of sick and or, or I, I'm not sure if I'm sick or not, but I'm feeling not great. I go to a uh, beer shop um, to not beer where they're selling it, but beer to brew stuff. So I bought a whole bunch of new crap and I got distracted and I stopped at a brewery right across the street, which doesn't really take that much distraction if the brewery's right across the street. And I'm sitting there and it's uh, there was an NBA game. And then it went off. And then there was like some UFC. And I'm like, am I going to tell the bartender, hey, can you put on the golf? And I'm just like, oh, God. Did I just say put on the golf? And like this old guy who's like 60-something next to me. He's like, yep, yeah, it's on CBS. Yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. And I'm just like, oh, God. I'm such a middle-aged white male. Oh, I hate myself. God. Why did this happen to me? And ti- the tiger effect exists. You know, I'm watching it. And then I go home on, and then on Sunday I'm watching it. I don't know what it is about Tiger Woods. Maybe it's just being a phenom from a young age. Maybe it's the years. It's not even just the years apart from when he won the Masters, which is what, 2005 or whatever. I mean, granted, it's something like 15 years in between. Because I, I, is it just that he looks different from every other person there? He has zero personality. He's a milquetoast bore. He's a jackass. He's an asshole. He's not a good guy. He, he's a really, really bad guy. If that book and basically every other story you've ever heard about Tiger Woods is true, then, then he's a really bad guy. But you root for him. I was rooting for him. If he lost, I would have been like, I just wasted my time watching this. That's, the, that's how I come across. It's just incredible. Now, I will say that entire thing about him hugging his son first was totally played, was totally staged, just so they could put that back to back and be like, the generations continue. What a shot. Look at that. You know, him hugging Earl Woods, him hugging his son, the tradition continues. And granted, maybe Tiger didn't have anything to do with that, but I'm sure someone said, send the kid out first, the son, have him run out there. That was totally staged. We know this. What can you say, though? I mean, I'm not going to watch any more golf. And they got Trump. Trump's in love with him. He wants to give him the presidential medal of honor. And of course, like Trump almost like taking the victory. He he tweeted three or four times about Donald Trump. He tweeted three or four times about Tiger Woods. Like winning the Masters is great. I get it. But do they really need that? I I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think that's, that's, do we need that many? Congratulatory tweet. Presidential medal of honor, which a lot of people I think look at that like dignitaries and, you know, astronauts get and which they do, but that goes out to like everybody, by the way. I mean, Gloria Stefan has a presidential uh, medal of honor, by the way. Uh, John Wayne has one. Tom Hanks. So let's, these aren't the great minds that have shaped the world. Um, so let's just cool it with that. Hey, John Wayne shaped me. What about the Green Berets? The only movie for the Vietnam invasion. Uh, let's see. So we had that. And today was the big news too, uh, that you saw that Notre Dame, 
the cathedral, the Notre Dame Cathedral in Paris, go up in flames, which I just saw actually the interior of it. And it looks like it was barely, I won't say barely touched, but in really good condition because you see the overhead view of it. And it looks like it's all just, all just destroyed. But hey, whatever. Um, now, you have to immediately think terrorism, but I haven't heard anything about that. Uh, it is Holy Week. It is Paris. That does seem to be an uh, attractive, uh, attractive target for Al-Qaeda and ISIS and whoever it might be. It represents freedom, the City of Lights, all that garbage. Um, now, I <laughs> have been to Notre Dame. <laughs> yes, I, I've been there. Um, th- there's this weird phenomenon and there, there's two there's two groups of people, and one of them I called seeing today, which I again you know it doesn't take any great intellect, but we'll go with the first one, and that is the uh, tragedy glorify uh, tragedy tragedy glory seekers glory tragedy seekers we could say you know I thought about I, I think it's completely natural when you see something a monument or something happened and you think about when you were there, that's completely normal. That's if you don't think about that, there's probably some sort of block in your brain. When you go to put that stuff on social media in the middle of this happening, I'm sorry, you are, there's something wrong with you that that's not normal behavior. And, and I know some people are thinking like, Oh yeah, look all over social media, Brian. Maybe you're the one that's not normal just because I'm in the minority. Doesn't mean I'm not normal. Didn't you already call yourself crazy for looking up turbulence footage while in the middle of turbulence? That's possible. But, I mean, you have people, oh, I remember when I was at Notre Dame. Yeah, here we are, my family. It's like, yeah, this thing's burning to the ground. Like, imagine if Twitter existed, like, on September 11th. People would be doing that. You'd have the the World Trade Center, people jumping out of a building, and people be like, oh, I remember when I visited New York back in 95. I was just a little girl in a big city. <laughs> Those skyscrapers, I couldn't even see the top of them. Like, that would happen. You know I'm right, too. <laughs> it would totally happen. Just save it, people. Save it. Save it for the, for the, the glory afterwards, the rebirth of an event. In the middle of a tragedy, your first inclination is to be like, where are those photos? Where are those photos? I got to post those. Oh, I was at Notre Dame. Oh, it was so great. Oh, my God. You know, even Barack Obama did it today, which I, I found for a guy who, again, maybe that's just the world we live in now. But for a guy who's usually pretty polished with that stuff, maybe people like him can get away with it, like polished dignitaries and, and former presidents can get away with that. I still find that to be really strange. And Trump, you know, Trump is is doing this new thing now, too, not to make it all Trump. Uh Usually when I say I'm not going to make it all Trump, it's usually when it's all Trump. Real Donald. I love he has a real in front of him. It's so great. Uh, real Donald Trump. God bless the people of France. That's not what I'm looking for, though. Uh, dude, this is another thing about Tiger Woods. I don't know. No, it's not. Okay. That's an old one. Let me see here. So horrible to watch the massive fire at Notre Dame Cathedral in Paris. Perhaps flying water tankers could be used to put it out. Must act quickly. Dude. You're, you, it still boggles my mind, but you're the president of the United States. You, you are not like a disaster emergency homeland security person. Oh, yeah, actually, he governs it, Brian. Shut up. That That's not what I'm trying to say. Stay stay out of business like that. And then he said he had something the other day about the uh, the Boeing uh, airplanes. What, what do I know about branding? Maybe nothing, but I did become president. But if I were Boeing, I would fix the Boeing 737 MAX, add some additional great features, which, listen, we all love adding additional great features. I mean, especially when they don't even have any names. But great features and rebrand the plane. You know, 
the uh, Boeing 737 Super Max, perhaps. I made that up. Rebrand the plane with a new name. No product has suffered like this one. Actually, I could probably think of a few. TWA didn't do very well. No. Uh, but again, what the hell do I know? It's the president. It's the president talking, imparting his wisdom in things where he does not belong. Gotta love it. Uh, but so you have the tragedy seekers and then you have these other people, which I knew because you have an old area like France an old, a country that's been around forever. Uh, so I knew these people were going to come out because this is other group of weird human beings. Not even weird, but we'll get one thing at a time. They're going to say, oh, France, well, this committed atrocities all over the world. And, uh, you know, so let, let's talk about how we're going to jump and enjoy and glee to see this artifact, this, this historical monument burned to the ground. So I'm shocked they came out. Uh, and I predicted this before on Twitter. I wonder how many art pieces and artifacts that were sitting in the Notre Dame were stolen from f- former colonies. And the person replies, I'm dying at all the white people triggered. Oh, God, I know. I was so angry. It's a damn building that's literally used for tourism. No one died. Move on. Now, I will say to that second part, you know, there are people probably killed in your city today that you will, uh, you know, ignore while stuffing your fat face while it's just mentioned as a blurb on the news. And then you go, you know, lean over to fart and whatnot. But a building 7,000 miles away that you've probably never gone to makes you cry up. Which, another thing on Twitter, we got to stop saying we're crying at things. People are not crying. Stop it. There used to be a point in time when, like, men and, and people in general would try to hold their feelings in and that's not healthy. Now we're lying on social media about things for more attention, which might be even less healthy. That that's Can we meet somewhere in the middle and just be honest about our feelings? That's what the Red Ticket Blues podcast is all about. iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, YouTube. Come on, leave a review. For, come on, iTunes, leave a review. You're, you're already here, right? Take some time. I'll wait. Ugh. Are you going there yet? Yeah. The hell with you. Do it on your own time. Uh, but what inspires some of these people? That oh, let's see, Notre Dame on fire is the most aesthetically pleasing visual I've ever seen. Like you're, that's also shock value for attention as well. But what I really predicted is this: it's 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 the people that will look at this and then they'll be like, hmm, yeah, France has been around for a long time. Yeah, so is that so is that Notre Dame Cathedral. What else have they done in history? It's like, oh, wow. Look at this. Look what they did to people in Africa. Look, 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 there's a revolution here. And what will happen is they will have, you know, some sort of blogger, some checkmark dickhead from, from Salon or Vox or, or, or Daily Beast or whatever you want to pick. And then they'll be like, they'll, they will take information that is readily available and they will then present it to you as if like, hey, did you hear about this? Can you believe this? Hey, uh, parlez-vous a France, you know, <laughs> parlez-vous hatred much? Uh, yeah, guess what? Napoleon wasn't just, you know, he didn't just hate his own people. He hated everyone and he was a racist. And then we all have to be like, whoa, I never knew about any of this except for the fact that I did know. And all that information is readily available in your library and it has been since you were a child. But hey, find information, then rebrand it, regroup it, and then give it to us and then we'll pretend it's new. I love that. Hey, did you hear about this Khmer Rouge? Yeah, three million people. Cambodia, dead. <laughs> Pol Pot, what crazy name. Crazy guy too, huh? Whoa. So then you can go to your, your next, you know, brew fest party and just say, hey, guess what? Hey, you <laughs> Everyone knows about Pol Pot, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, absolutely. I read that article, too. I know. That guy was really bad, right? Oh, God. Man, I want avocado toast. Now, am I being extreme? Of course I am. Boy, Brooklyn, huh? And, and I, uh, 
just to jump in real quick, you know, I never I was never an expert on Brooklyn, but boy, it's basically just a an area of uh, different levels of hipster. I mean, that's really what it is. I like the place we stayed in, though, Greenpoint. That was actually, I, I you know, you see, you know, gruff-looking, angry people and guys in tracksuits. Like, I felt like I was in New York there, you know, people begging for change. And, you know, you got some other ones where it's just like, oh, look, the Oak Tavern, whatever. And it's like, yeah, $17 beer and, uh, you know, just, I don't know. You, you know what I'm talking about. I'm, I'm not doing a very good job of explaining it, but. But get ready, though. Those French things, you will, I guarantee you, in the next three days, we will find out somehow how Notre Dame Cathedral is an evil place that, uh, you know, makes skull and bones look like a Chuck E. Cheese. So get ready for that. Uh, there's going to be something. There are mass sacrifices and the Illuminati hung out there with, the, with I don't know, Michael Landon or something. It's, it's, it's going to come out and you're going to see it and everyone's going to sit there and they're going to be like, oh, look how woke I am. Woke, woke, woke me. Je suis woke. Anyways, so let's get to the last topic of the day. And I, and I thank you all for listening once again, because you're all beautiful people. Uh, I couldn't be happier to have you as an audience. That's where I kiss ass, obviously. And that's Mike Francesa today, someone that I said I would not be talking about that much. But today was one of those days where Mike was reborn, in a sense, on social media. And that is the ratings came out. He and Michael K up head-to-head, as they always are. The big Mike's. And for all intents and purposes, Francesa won by the hair of his chinny-chin-chin. Now, we can get to the brass tacks of it, the fact that, you know, for whatever reason, now that uh, WFAN is owned by Intercom, not CBS Sports, they don't count the stream because it has to do with ad revenue. So if if you actually take the official numbers, you take away the stream from Francesa, then then K actually wins. But, uh, you know... For all intents and purposes, like I said, you know, and, and I and actually, I'm, I'm anti-Mike now, as we all know, and I, I'd like to see him lose, but th- that's ridiculous to just count, you know, ESPN streaming numbers and not Francesco's, and he wins again, and he went after, um, <laughs> I'll play the clip here, he went after ESPN, he went after uh, the their, their VP, I mean, Michael Kay and Peter Rosenberg and Donald Greco are a bunch of losers, I mean, they sat there eating a cake, celebrating, Guys, that is the most hollow victory you've ever seen in your life. Like, that's so phony. Like, how could you do that? That's, come on. And to actually put those pictures on social media, I mean, it's like, uh, I was going to say it's like winning an NBA summer league game. It's like winning spring training. It's not, it's not comparable, but it's just, it's so fake. And here, here's Francesa. I, uh, maybe we'll play the whole thing. Who knows? Three, that wasn't real. As far as McCarthy, who is the stump Merrill of local radio. That is a diss. Okay, I don't expect him to understand the ratings. He obviously proved he doesn't understand the ratings. Look at his product. Okay? So clearly he doesn't understand the ratings. So I guess if you lose that long, <laughs> I should have some, really should have some pity on them. Because when you get beat, you're ESPN. And you get beat like a rented mule for 20 years. It's got to hurt. So I guess I should. Maybe, you know what, let's just say, let, you know what, let's say congratulations to them for coming close. We'll send them a little prize for getting within three-tenths of a point. How's that? Which really was larger than that because I did take a week off of vacation, which we won't count that week because it would make it a, more of a, than three-tenths of a point. But leave that alone. We'll make it just a three-tenths of a point and send them a prize for coming close. How's that? They can get a trophy, the whole thing. Because this is a show that usually when they have these polls and they list the top 100 shows, they're behind every single show on FAN, including the weekend ones. <laughs> you know, Mike's like, I yeah, mean, even so those. They need a little help. You know, they Richard, need something, something. 
So let's come up with something we can give them to make them feel like they've accomplished something through all these years. Now, they did win the one book I was off. They okay. did win that. I don't want to hear any more. I don't know if they made a big deal about that. But at the same time, okay, okay, Mike, 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 Mike. Come on. We got to move on. I'll say Francesca does have a gift, though, to completely annihilate someone and not even bring up their name. Because uh, he never says Kay's name in that whatsoever. So, although Francesca has become a national embarrassment lately, and that's much, in, in part, not in part, mostly due to, to Funhouse. Let's, let's be honest. I mean, Mike said Virginia wasn't going to win the national championship. He never w- would have, a, you know, he, he, he never thought a team like that would win. He, they, obviously, they won. He had a player on, uh, and that player, basically a college basketball player, is bullying Francesca around, and he took it. He took it. Old Mike would have hung up on that kid. I don't care who you are if you just won the national championship. He's coming on there and bullying Mike. And then, obviously, his uh, Tiger Woods, which I can't get that angry about. You know, Tiger Woods, he said Tiger had no chance. Who really thought Tiger had a chance? He was 14 to 1. Now, granted, that's better than, you know, 1,000 to 1. But, I mean, did really anyone, he was ranked at like 140 in the world. All he had was name value. Did anyone really think that? But today was one of those days that you just, I don't know. Francesca comes back into your life. It's still a terrible product. And it's crazy how we all go on social media and we get involved in, in two shitty products in the sense of Michael K show and Francesca show. And we argue about ratings, argue about things that have nothing to do with us. This is just blood money that will never get. It's not blood money, but it's, it's money that has nothing to do with us. We're making other people rich and we're worrying about it. I know me as a Francesca fanboy, you think I would be like, well, Brian, it's good fun. Come on. <laughs> but I don't know. I look back at it now and I look at it and I'm just like, what am I doing? Make engage in this a little bit. But there, you know, Funhouse has 66,000 followers. And he retweeted one of my tweets where I said, imagine Mike gloating about, you know, five years ago, imagine Mike gloating about beating Michael K. And he retweeted it. And these people have been arguing in my mentions. I mean, I am sitting here with my thumb just going through it and through it and through it and through it. No, no, we we don't want to spill that much blood. The, the life is too short. I can't do it. I know, I know. And so many people listening, Brian, you're such a hypocrite. Shut up. Look at you. You're going to all the Francesca cons. I know, I know, Francesca con. Anyways, people, how about that picture? Why do radio stations still do this? Like the picture that that the the Michael K show released to say that they won, which they didn't. Um, why do they all have to be like holding sports things, like? Don LaGreca's throwing a baseball. Like, oh, wow. <laughs> Look at that. He's really into sports. Michael K's got like a... Uh, Michael K has a football. It's re- resting on Peter Rosenberg's head. It's like, <laughs> that's funny. Footballs don't be on people's heads. And and, and Rosenberg has a, has a megaphone. Like, why are we... D- they really look at the audience as a bunch of morons. They really do. Like, we're stupid, stupid people. Because that is what we need. Three guys standing there couldn't do it. Three people have to just, you know, authenticating. What? What is that? That wasn't even close to a word. Being off, trying to be authentic about, <laughs> trying to be authentic about how much of a sports fan they are. Like, what would, what it would, do you think I would have taken any more pleasure or pain in that? Anyways, so that's a long podcast you just listened to, people. All right. I'm sorry for not being there last week. I, I apologize to all of you. Whew. You know where to listen to the show. iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, Google Play, YouTube, 
Podbean, Spotify, especially those Pod, uh, excuse me, iTunes people, please leave a review. It would be greatly, greatly help. Even if you don't want to leave a review, five stars, just hit the five stars. Very easy process, and I will uh, be forever grateful to you. Uh, let's see. Follow me on Twitter at BrianBuck13 and at RedTicketBlues. Like I said, songs are done, only copyrights now. So uh, I'm cool. I'm cool. Guys, we're on the same team. We're, I'm cool. I'm cool. So with all that being said, 